Welcome back to the Nurse Man Dan Show. I am your host, as always, Nurse Man Dan. Um, before I get into the show, just a couple of announcements. One, uh, thanks again to Mr. Gray for coming on and talking to me for a little while. I actually um, didn't even get to get into one of the reasons I wanted to have him on the show, which was uh, he has a book, his first book, actually, that um, I'm hoping he will put out soon. I think maybe uh, he was a little, uh, maybe di- wasn't quite ready to talk about it publicly yet. Um, I know he's in the final stages of editing, but I have read it and I have, you know, I read books from time to time for, you know, enjoyment's sake. Um, not often, uh, just because I, I don't, nothing seems to keep my interest that long. Um, which is why I watch, I don't even watch like bullshit TV. I got a couple shows I like every now and then, but you know, I like documentaries or I'll get on YouTube and browse, you know, historical shit. Um, but you know, just like regular books, I just say, fuck it, whatever. Um, but I read his, uh, after talking, meeting him and finding out, you know, kind of what I imagine he does for work or did or does. And uh, I read the book, and I'm telling y'all, I couldn't put it down. I read it in a day, in a 24-hour period. I'd finished it, and um, I, I messaged him earlier about getting him back on, and I'm hoping that'll be in the next couple weeks. Uh, and hopefully by then, he will be okay with um, you know giving us the title and uh, going in a little bit more detail about about the book and what inspired him to write it. Um, and about the the plot, you know, maybe it relates. It's got to relate to what he's done. the The book was fucking fantastic. Um, I, I'll probably read it again. Uh, like I said, just out of this world. And um, so we'll get him back on. So thanks again, Mister Gray. I hope everybody enjoyed um, sitting down and listening to him. Uh, I have had. Uh, it, it's been probably a couple weeks, like I said, since. The last one, I just had a lot of stuff going on with work, um, you know, even though I'm PRN and just just with my schedule and I started. So I I know in the last episode, maybe before Mr. Gray was on, I had mentioned I started uh, training again. So I I used to box when I was in high school. I boxed. um, I fought in the Golden Gloves in 06 and 07 or 07. I can't remember which one it was. Um, And then. Picked it back up a little bit in college, did a little Muay Thai and a little bit of jujitsu, and, you know, got out of college, stopped doing that, you know, started working, you know, met my ex-wife in nursing school, started my career, and just like that, that, uh, that level of like activity, just even not, not just that type of activity, but of waking up and looking forward to doing something physical that I knew was hard that just kind of got away from me other than like, you know, I love yard work. I love slinging mulch, cutting grass. I love that shit. But like the, um, you know, almost that competitive 
part of nature that I, I was always a part of my life growing up through college. You know, I played intramural sports. Um, and then, like I said, it went away. So, um, I started doing, I had, I had done it last year. I had tried it when there was, I found a place around town and I, I enjoyed it for the fact that they had, it was different aspects of what I enjoyed doing. Some things I didn't really care for and I did it for a little bit, but the, the clientele there, the crowd just wasn't, um, quite as, it, it wasn't what I was like looking for, you know, like at a golf course, I wouldn't join a golf course when this is when I was playing often, I wouldn't go and join a club that's just overrun by hackers. It's not taken care of, you know, it's just like, nobody really gives a shit. That's, it's not that the place itself was shitty. It was just like, I felt like the people that were going, were going more for just like exercise, I guess, which it's good. To, it's great exercise, especially jujitsu. Um, but I felt like nobody there had any interest of doing any kind of amateur competitive, you know, fight. And I, I just, that kind of like, if you, if you're just going there and you're not really going in there with the mindset, give me one second. Let me, uh, what is that noise? Hang on. Anyways, uh, you know, just like when I was playing golf, especially when I was playing more competitive, I never uh, got better at my game by playing with people that were worse than me. You know what I mean? I always enjoyed playing with people that were better than me because then you can learn how they play the game. Like that's how you improve, right? If you're just going out there to, to whack balls around, then who cares? But if you actually want to play the game itself well, then you want to learn from people that are better than you. And it's the same thing with um, with this. So when I go in, I, so anyways, I, it's, it's called Krav Maga, K-R-A-V-M-A-G-A, I believe. And it's, um, it's, it's called active self-defense. So it's not necessarily a type of combat system that you would necessarily use specifically and then go do like a competitive fight. It's more, I feel like the best way to describe it is more like, uh, it's more like street, f it, you know, they, they do the shit that I don't really, cause I carry it. I mean, I, I have a, I, I conceal carry. So, I mean, I, they do like knife fighting and like gun defense stuff. Like that's fun and all, I guess. I don't really care for that shit. I mean, if somebody comes at me with a knife, that's what my gun is for. Um, but you know, like I, I like the Muay Thai aspect of it. You know, the knees, the elbows, the kicks. I like the jujitsu aspect of it. You know, the rolling around on the ground, learning different techniques. And I love the boxing. You know, the you know, I just hitting the pads and that pow, 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 getting a good sweat. Anyways, I have been back at it for, you know, I guess a couple months at this point. Maybe, maybe, maybe longer. And, you know, I don't know if I had mentioned, I think I did, that my back, like eight months into this job, was just fucking killing me, right? Because all I did was sit all day. I sit in a car. I drive to a patient's house. I walk a little bit into their house where I sit for an hour and talk to these people about their, you know, their fucking problems. And that, at 34 years old, that those eight months of, go, of going from being active prior to this job, relatively active, to, to pretty much sedentary, very sedentary, 
my back, everything aches so much more. I start doing this again. I look for something, you know, almost not even like, I mean, my back hurt. I felt tired. I didn't feel like I had, uh, like that, like that. I felt like I was losing the masculine, not like, uh, but like, I didn't have that drive to want to compete. I didn't have that drive to want to get up and, and push myself and, and, and do something better because I was just so bogged down with work. And then I start doing this. <clears throat> and like I said, my lower back, the pain is gone. I'm sleeping better. I told y'all I got back on my whoop band. Uh, for those of you who are, I always, I recommend them to everybody. If you're serious about getting your sleep better and living healthier, W H O O P. This isn't a plug. This is just me telling you this thing is, it is, it's made it not only awesome for me to be able to see exactly how with, you know, what I do during the day, how it affects my sleep. Um, but it also enables you to see, you know, with what kinds of things you put in your body, uh, drink wise, food wise, that also, it also shows you how that affects your sleep, you know, and how if your, they call it the strain level, the cardiovascular output that your heart puts out during the day, it measures that. And I'm just telling you, bottom line, like I've always said, you do not deserve a good night's sleep if you don't do work during the day. So, you know, those eight months of this job, not sleeping that well, I wasn't wearing the whoop band till, you know, more towards, I think I put it back on because I was like, something's off. And I was like, holy shit, I'm just, I'm always in the red. I'm always dragging, um, always tired. Got you know, and and now I'm back into this where I'm going at least is I try to go four times a week. Um, I have the ability to go four or five, five or six times a week. I think they're only close. I could go six times a week. It just comes sometimes kind of hard with with my daughter. But Monday we spar, which that was the main reason I went back to it. As like I want to, I want to, I want to be uncomfortable. I want to put myself in uncomfortable situations so that I can be more comfortable with them. I want to push myself so that the bullshit, the, the shit that really doesn't matter that everybody gets so pissed off about during the day, work, you know, family, whatever it is, right? Like I wanted something that I could focus on uh, that when I was there, you know, I, I don't want to think, I can't think about work and all the the, the flaws that I see, Right. Because if I'm thinking about that, I'm going to get kicked in the face. And actually, my first, um, you know, I mean, I spar, I fought the gold glove. So I know sparring. This is, I've never done sparring where you're actually kicking and punching and going to the ground. I haven't done sparring like that before. So that was new. And I remember <laughs> this was just, what, two weeks ago? And I'm, I was hungry. And it was like an hour and a half before practice. And, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to grab. I thought in my mind that it would be fine to get a Chick-fil-A sandwich and some, you know, potatoes, waffle fries, right? I was like, all right, some carbs, a little bit of protein, ate it, went to practice, um, did the warm-ups, and they're like, get your gear on. Uh, so, you know, we square up and we start sparring. And my cardio is shit right now. I mean, like I was gassed. Like this dude, if it was full contact, he would have just tore me apart. Um, I mean, I still have like my, my hands, I still have a good footwork. Um, I'm not, I'm still like adapting to, 
the footwork with kicks while moving and defending, that's all new. But uh, when you add in that other, the lower half of your body as well, and elbows and knees, the the amount of oxygen you consume is just out of this world. Like I keep up during practice, pad work, bag work, shadow boxing, you know, working with a partner. I keep up with that pretty well. Um, but I mean, 45 seconds to a minute in of sparring, I was like, holy, I shouldn't say holy. I was like, what? You know, WTF. Like I remember I was just putting my hands up because I was like, I keep getting hit and I want to hit back, but I'm so fucking tired. And uh, so that it, it was two or three minute rounds, probably two. Um, and we went the next round and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I feel that Chick-fil-A. Like this doesn't feel, something feels off. You know, like if, uh, you, you know, for those of you who have or still do drink, if you drink too much or you're hungover, or even if you don't a drink, if it's not from drinking, that feeling where it's almost like you feel your mouth fill up from the throat with like saliva it gets like it's just like woo, and you feel that like deep down in the pit of your stomach like okay it's it's going to come uh so i remember the second round finished and i'm like that's when my mouth started to like excuse me water and round three started and just beforehand i i told the coach i said if i run out of the door during this round don't worry about it i'm all good and he was like, what? And I was like, just, I think I ate too much or whatever I said. So we're going and we're about 30 seconds in and I took a, uh, a front kick straight, straight to the gut, right? Ooh, knocked the wind out of me. And then he came and pop, pop, pop. He was hitting me and I was like, fuck, this sucks. Um, so I get up one, two, um, and then he gets me with another kick to the gut again, a roundhouse, right? And as soon as he hit me, I felt it like, here it comes. So it, he... I boom, boom, he kicks me and I'm like, I, you know, kind of, and then as soon as that happens, I go, oh, and I run, I run between the other people that are sparring and I run out the back door, I take my headgear off and I, and my gloves and I just, I fucking throw up all over the place outside. And, um, they, they were real worried. They're like, oh my God, you know, are you? And I was like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't because he hit me. It's because I was, I ate too much food and my body isn't used to this kind of activity uh, at all in the last, you know, close to a year, pretty much. So that's, that was why I threw up, but I had so, I felt so good when I left, when I was done, I was, I had a fucking, the bruise on my thigh, uh, was so big. I mean, even my daughter saw, she was like, Oh my God, what happened? I mean, it was, it was black and blue. Uh, and I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I had so much fun. I enjoyed every bit of it. My aunt was like, are you like a, one of the, I don't know if it's a masochist. Is that what she said? I don't even know if that's the right, you know what? There's no reason to, uh, to question things anymore. Masochist person who desires from the, Oh, a person who derives sexual gratification from their own pain or humiliation or a person who enjoys an activity that appears to be painful or tedious. She probably meant that version. Um, and it's no, it's like, no, I don't want to get punched in the face. Like that doesn't, it doesn't feel good to get punched in the face. It definitely doesn't get, you know, feel good to get thwacked in your thigh when you have legs like mine. I can tell you that much. Um, but it is, 
it's it's that primal one-on-one testosterone you're sweating fight or flight like that is a way more we need more i'm not saying it's in a controlled environment before all these people out there come back with this toxic masculinity bullshit you know what i mean the, the women out there say there's no reason those are the people that are, are gonna say you know well, what about if i'm dating you and we're walking down the street and you know some guy smacks your ass and says hey bitch why don't you come on with me and you're gonna look at me right and you're gonna be like are you gonna you're are you gonna let him i mean what what do you want well yeah i'm i'm a pacifist like yeah very nice ass yes sir thank you would you like to touch it again like absolutely not you want somebody who's gonna stand up for you that's just how it always has been i mean i'm sure she could handle herself but like we, when am i going into that fucking argument I love doing it because that's what makes me feel good. I get better sleep. My recoveries are always fantastic. Um, you know, depending on if I stay for two, two classes or, or one, you know, it could go from six to, you know, six to seven, go from six to eight. If I really wanted to, I'd go from six to nine. And when I really go in there and I bust ass, I, I, I sleep so fucking hard and feel so good. Like, it's like that, you know, when you, uh, they call them bedgasms when you're so tired, like slap happy tired. And then you, you know, maybe you get out of your shower and you crawl into bed and the sheets are kind of cold and you just kind of like giggle because you know how tired, like that's what it's been like. And like, that's how it should be for all of us. We should not be like having to force ourselves to fall asleep. That's just us not doing enough. And I'm not saying it's everybody's fault. It's a lot of people's faults. Um, I know everybody's busy. Everybody's got jobs and kids, but you know, there are ways to find time in the day when you really sit down and look at your schedule and what it is you have going on. I mean, you can really kind of pick apart like, Hey, I'm wasting time here. I could do something here. Do I really need to do this? And you could find the time. People out there could find the time, uh, even if it's only 10, 15 minutes. People could find the time to put in the work to better themselves. But um, as the title of this episode states, you know, it's that we, like I said, are too comfortable being comfortable. That's why we don't push ourselves, because then it's going to be difficult and we, we already have difficult lives, right? We're already stressed with work. We already got kids. We already got bills and shit, right? Well, who wants more stress? So why would I go to work and deal with bullshit and then come home and have to deal with bullshit? And then after all that, then I want you want me to go and like work out and sweat and put myself through more bullshit? Like, absolutely not. I get that. But that's why we are so unhealthy in this country. That's why. Like I've said before, I've been a nurse, what, seven, six, seven years at this point. I've seen one new disease my entire time, and it was COVID. Nothing else new. Everything else is, was, is always the same. It's a combination, but it's always, you know, hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol, uh, um, obesity, COPD, CHF, and, you know, it's just... It's, it's sad because it's just, like I've said, we are going to live longer because of medicine. But if you don't treat your body like it's supposed to be used, 
you're not, you're going to live longer, but you're just going to, you're, st- you're still going to be like shitty off. You still have to continue to push yourself every day to do something. The sitting disease is real. I've heard it growing up and I was like, I don't, I don't get it. But it, like I said, 34, not moving for shit for eight months and my back hurt. I can't tell you how bad it hurt. I mean, it was just, it was, it was difficult to pick up my daughter. And then I start doing this and two weeks in, my back pain is gone. I'm sleeping better. I'm in a better mood. I got more energy. It's not magic. It is what it is. You can't have a, you can't expect to live a life free of pain, uh, you know, free of, of, of stress. It's just not possible. Um, you can, you can try to, uh, what do you call it? Not dumb it down. You can try to, um, suppress it, I guess with drugs. You can kind of try to tape up, you know, Oh, I put on a little bit of weight. Now my knees hurt. You know, here's some Motrin. And now you, instead of changing why your knees hurt because you put on weight, you know, you just keep taking Motrin. Now you've got this issue. Now you got that issue. Now you're on another medication. Uh, you know, in the past two weeks, I've gone to patients' houses where they are a type 2 diabetic and I'm just like going through their blood sugars and I'm looking and they all look perfectly fine. Look at the A1C, perfectly fine. And, it's, and then you ask them like, what, you know, you're not like overweight. Like, why are you on these medicines? It doesn't seem like your blood sugar is an issue, right? And a lot of people say, well, it's because he's taking his insulin like he should be. But then he was like, well, they just started me on it in the hospital because of the, whatever he was in the, I forgot what it was, causes, so caused his blood sugars to, uh, to be funky. So because he was sick from something else, they started him on insulin and metformin and just continued him on it. And I'm like, dude, I, I don't think you need this. I was like, I would talk to your doctor. Like, why are you taking this? You know, it, it's, it don't, I mean, I told him like, don't, uh, don't let it surprise you. If, if you went and sat down that there are medications that you could get off of your medication list that you don't need to be on. It might make your life more, a little bit more difficult, but you could still live without them. They're just like crutches. I had a guy today that was uh military, did his time. Um, a little overweight. I mean, definitely had a gut. He was a heavier dude, but he was talking about, you know, uh, this sucks because he had his right knee surgery. Um, he just complained about pain in his knee so much. I was like kind of shocked for him being a uh, a military veteran to be complaining. That much. I've seen 90-year-old women, multiple, that didn't complain as much as he did about his knee hurting. Um, turns out he was just a recruiter. Not that that, not, I'm not knocking him. Thank you for his service. He got he recruited other people and I thank them for their service as well. But, um, it's just sound like he just did a lot of driving. So, you know, but he talked about, you know, I used to lift, I used to like being, you know, pride myself on being a bigger guy, whatever it was, all that, that let me, I need to be big as I can shit, which I think is just stupid. Just, just like obesity is terrible for you. I also think that when you pack on large amounts of muscle, I also think that's stupid. I also think that when people, um, I, I st- stupid and 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 or bad for the body. I also think that people that throw up because they want to lose weight, or that people that are too skinny and they don't eat and they they're bulimic because they want to. I also think that's stupid. I also think that's unhealthy. There are things 
that we do to our body and, you know, that are bad for us that we just have come to take as like, this is it. Obesity is one. Um, and it, you know, like I said, there hasn't been an obesity hasn't been an issue, uh, on the planet until recently. Like obesity is a new issue and it's really just a new issue in this country. It's new in the span of history. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, there weren't obese people for so long because you had to wake up, you had to go and get hunt and gather your food, prepare it, or you just died. The only obese people were the extremely wealthy. Okay. And there also weren't a bunch of jacked meatheads walking around. Okay. That's all new too, because nobody had a plethora of of protein and food to consume to maintain that kind of uh, intake required to maintain that kind of physique, right? So you had very few fat people, obese people, or, or at least due to sedentary lifestyle choices, right? And then you, and then we start getting fat, and then I don't know body. I'm sure bodybuilding's been around a long time, but I mean, you just look at bodybuilders down the road aren't in good shape. Look at Schwarzenegger. Have you seen this guy without a, a shirt on? He, it, it looks rough. Like, it, it doesn't look good, right? Just like with obesity, you put all that muscle and all that size on you, all those reps under, under extreme weight, that's just compression on the bones. That's just extra weight that your body isn't prepared to tolerate. So I tell people all the time too, like this guy, he's like, you know, I used to, I like being big and I'm like, you know, you're almost 70, sir. I was like, you can keep working out. But I said, the first thing you should do, he kept saying, what, what is going to, what's the average recovery time? And like I tell everybody, this is going to hurt your feelings. The recovery time depends on your lifestyle prior to the surgery, um, is, is huge. And then what you do during your recovery process. So I tell people, if you, if you didn't do shit for yourself prior to the surgery and you get it replaced and you continue to do that, your recovery time is going to be who knows how long you might never really come back. If you just continue that style of life living, right? But then if you've got somebody who's, um, versus somebody who's been in shape all their life, taking care of themselves, you know, they have an issue, they have surgery, they continue that they're back up and going back to their normal lifestyle very quickly, like less than a month. And that's what I told him. I was like, if you want to, if you want to make this as quick a recovery as you can, I said, like I've, like I've told y'all multiple times, it's three things. It's consistent quality sleep. It's, uh, activity level during the day, cardiovascular, cardiovascular output during the day. Um, in a decent diet. So I was like, let's go through the three. Um, he's not sleeping very, he's not sleeping consistently. He's watching TV before he goes to bed. He sleeps in some days, naps during the day. So that's out of the picture, right? So he's not getting good sleep of the trifecta. Um, his diet, he's older. He's only eating twice a day. Okay. And it's a small breakfast, not much protein. That's great. I know you're not hungry, but you're also older. You're not old as fuck, but you're older. You just had uh, uh, a surgeon slice into your body, take bone and tissue out, sew you back up. Like your body is in need of nutrients, sir. It doesn't really fucking matter 
if you're not hungry, okay, you have to consume calories and protein to give your body what it needs. Just like what you know, I've said before, when you when you drive your car, you can't fill up your car in you know in North Carolina and then expect to make it to California. You would run out of gas, right? It's fucking retarded. Even if you have an electric car, it's not going that far. How can we expect our bodies to make it along this trip of life if we aren't filling our gas tanks up, y'all? So there, I you know I. I I told him, I said, you've got to get a protein supplement. You've got to add it. You know, older we get, the less we process protein or as, as effectively. You know, he's almost 70. I'm 34. If we both took in 50 grams of protein, I'm going to get more of that. He's not. So if he's already not eating that much, he's not even getting that all of that little bit of protein, right? It makes a huge, it's a night and day difference when you, when you when you when you start taking care of the trifecta of things, um, and then his activity level, you know, was the third thing. And you know, he says he walks around a little bit here and there, but you know, oh, the pain. I'm taking the Norco or whatever he was on every every four hours. I'm like, really, dude? Every four hours? Like I know, like I said, I know old ladies that take it just at night if they need it, and um, so. He, he, all three of his shit was fucked up. He wasn't getting the sleep he needs. He wasn't filling up his gas tank like he needs to be. And he wasn't turning his engine on. He was just, he was more sedentary than not. So you just have a car with no gas that, uh, has a, you know, a trying to think of a good way, you know, a fucking flat tire. And then he just leaves it in, in the elements. He's not driving it. Uh, he's not filling up the tank, and he's not. Uh, fuck, I, I'm lost with the analogy at this point. You get what I'm saying. We're all adults here. Um, but I, I told him, like, you're going to be alive a long time, sir. You got another easy. You could have another 20 years if just because of the medication. What I what I try to stress to everybody is, how do you want to live the last 20 years of your life? How do you want to live the last 10, the last 15? Do you want to live it inside? Do you want to live it not being able to enjoy going out, getting sunshine, enjoying time with, you know, maybe your grandkids or, or your own kids? Who knows? Um, and no, ever, nobody's ever been like, yeah, that's exactly what I want. I, I definitely want to have a, uh, I definitely want to make the end of my life the worst part. Um, and I definitely want to lose contact with everybody. Nobody says that, right? So it's those three things, which goes back to it, it's it's a mental issue. Now we we know obesity. There is no fucking sugarcoating this. We know. We know. Everybody knows deep down if they're overweight or if they don't do shit, it's not good for their body. Everybody knows eating shit food is not good for the body. Everybody knows drinking too much booze is not good for the body. Everybody knows taking too many pills is not good for the body. But we continue to do it. Why? Because the, the stuff that has made it easier, we've gotten so used to it nobody is willing to suffer in a sense to improve themselves. They want to continue 
the same, they're ma- they want to continue making the same choices they've been making their entire life and expect a different result. That's insanity. We have to start taking accountability for our own bodies. Like I, you know, the, the doctors, there are, I'm sure there are, pl- I know there are plenty of good doctors, but even if they are great doctors and have the best at, in, at heart for you, that doesn't mean that whoever they work for allows them to practice the way they think that, or, you know, that they need to. You have to have some responsibility for yourself. I can't stress this enough. I can't stress enough that unless something tragic happens to you, you're probably going to live longer than you would. You will live longer than you were going to live 30 years ago. You're going to live that long. Okay. Unless you just say, I'm not taking any fucking medications. Uh, I'm not seeing any doctors and I'm going to continue. Then you won't live that long. You know what I mean? That's just, there you go. Do that if you want, but you're going to be here. So why would you, that's what I want everybody to understand is you don't have just because you get old doesn't mean life is over. I've met too many old people that are still kicking ass and it blows my mind. And I want that for everyone. And for some people that I see, I think maybe it's too, it, it is too late for a lot of them. When I see younger patients though, that are still on that, that gap of time where, you know, they've got, they've got a year, maybe two of making some serious life changes that are going to benefit them beyond belief. And I just try to harp on them so hard. Like you need to do this. This is going to happen to you. And just over and over, I see the same people coming back for the same shit, doing the same thing over and over. So like, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily go off on patients. Like this is why healthcare is fucked up. This is why you're in this condition. I, I don't anymore. I tell them, my trifecta here, you know, the sleep, staying active and a decent diet. I mean, that's, that's it. I tell them, I tell them the facts this is what you need to do to keep the hospital out of your bank account, to stay out of the hospital, to live a healthy life. This is the stuff you need to do. I tell them plain and simple. I give them the stats and, and there's no arguing it. So I leave and you know, when I see the people, when I see people come back or I see people that aren't making any changes, I, I don't know what else there is. There isn't anything else I can do. Like I said, it's a, uh, and I don't know how I, <clears throat> I can't do it. I don't, I don't know how we fix that. I mean, this mentality we have that, you know, I'm never supposed to get sick. I'm never supposed to hurt. I'm never supposed to sweat. Um, I can do whatever I want and my body's going to last forever. You couldn't go buy a brand new car, you know, and drive it hard as fuck, drive it off road, you know, through the woods and then expect your car to look brand new. Like, absolutely not. You have to take care of it, right? Um, so before I get into some some stories since we've talked last, like that's, that's really the gist of what I guess I, I don't, I don't know how we fix that. I know how I fix it in my life. I know how I've fixed it. I know what, um, I, I know what I believe is the problem. And I've mentioned it. I think we're getting further and further away from God as a society in general. We're just indulgent, selfish, you know, people a lot of the times. 
throwing food away, eat, stuffing our faces when there's literally children my daughter's age starving to death. And we bitch because, you know, you your fries didn't have enough salt on them. We just don't, we don't have a grasp on reality and what's actually important and what isn't important anymore, in my opinion. You know, especially in healthcare, just nonstop stories of, I went in there and then like nobody came and talked to me. No, I didn't know any of this. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I believe you, sir or ma'am. Oh, hundred percent. I don't doubt it one bit. So, um, anyways, think about it though. I mean, like literally when you woke up today, okay. Did you get up on time? Did you get up in, if you do not have a night job, did you sleep in or did you get up? And did you get up and start what you needed to do? Or did you get up and lay around in pajamas, watch TV until mid-afternoon, you know, eat, sitting around. And then, you know, it's already by that time at six o'clock. And it's like, well, fuck, let's have dinner. Is that what you did? And you're tired? And then you stay up watching TV and you do it over? It, there's a shit ton of time in that frame of time that you could have done something. Stop making excuses. We, at some point, we are all going to die. Everybody's going to get old. Everybody's going to creak and crack and leak and shit and smell. And, you know, it's going to happen to all of us, okay? But you want that amount of time in your life to be as small as possible. You can do it if you put in the work. And you'll feel better about it when you start doing it. All right? I'm not saying everybody out there... Go out there, go get your gear and start sparring, start fighting. I'm not saying that at all, but you know, crossword puzzles is not activity. It's, it's maybe a mental relief or, you know, exercise, but that's not getting your heart rate up standing there, you know, in, in doing arm circles, if that's all you can do great, but that's not really, you know, what your body can do safely. Like you should always be trying to improve yourself, which is also why I say this whoop band, W-H-O-O-P, like I said, not a plug, is so crucial for anybody who actually wants to make changes to improve their life. You get real-time data of how what you do every day is affecting your sleep, which thereby in turn affects how your body acts and recovers. It's invaluable to anybody who wants to make serious changes to their lifestyle. Um, all right. Now that my, uh, my uh, monologue is done, let's get into a few stories before I close out the episode, okay? Um, I, I, um, I'm trying to think if I want to say this. The, I'll save these for the end. Um, I was at a patient's house. It might've been yesterday. I think it was. Um, and he is going to hospice. He's probably there now. Um, but he's transferring to hospice in the next day or so. And he can't really, he, he can walk, but I mean, he's just, he's just almost out of here. That's just what it is. He's almost dead and uh, real pleasant guy. And he kept asking me for a cigarette and I was like, man, I don't, I don't. So I quit smoking. My daughter was born. I was like, I got a can of skull in the car. It's like, I'll go get you a lip. You're my last patient. I'm done after this. I'll come back in as not a nurse and fucking throw a chew in with you if you want. Um, I didn't. So we're just like talking and I was asking him what he did. And it turns out he was a, uh, a caddy at the golf course I'm a member at. Um, 
and he worked there for like 32 years. And uh, I was like, no way. And I was asking him if he played. You know, he said it was a four handicap, which was like, that's that's pretty good. And uh, so I finished up the visit and I'm like leaving and I'm talking to his daughter, I think it was, and somebody else, another family member. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, he he was a caddy where my member at. And they're like, oh, yeah, he used to play all the time. And they're like, yeah, we got pictures. Of, he used to play with people all the time up there. I'm like, oh, yeah. And she just pulls off the first. It's just like sitting in a pile and it's covered in dust. And she hands me the picture and it's him playing golf with fucking Jack Nicholas multiple times. This guy's played golf with Jack Nicholas multiple times and just was like, oh, yeah, I don't know who this is. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, can you make a copy of this picture so I can have one? I was like, that's as cool as shit. Um, so that was neat. Uh, uh, I had some other other stories, but I'm already 40, what, 42 minutes in? Um, so I do have uh, some some people that I have lost. Not I haven't lost. Some people that have left this earth and have hopefully uh, gone to the good place. Um first one uh, that I will talk about, she died in a, in one of the ways that I tell people, I just, I feel like that would be terrible. Uh, one to die alone, but to die alone after an injury. So I remember I was supposed to go see this lady one day. Um, I called and called, nobody answered. Finally, I get a call because she lived like 30 minutes away and another lady answered. I was like, Hey, this is the nurse. This is nurse man, Dan. And I'm coming to see patient so-and-so. And uh, she was kind of like distraught. She was like, yeah, I got here uh, like 15 minutes ago. And she was at the bottom of the stairs. She wasn't breathing or she wasn't responsive and there was blood everywhere. Um, it, anyway, it turns out they took her to the hospital. She died. Um, that she And I don't know how long she was at the bottom of the stairs. She fell from, I don't know how many steps she fell, but I mean, she's old as shit. Her husband's senile, got dementia. He's upstairs, can barely move. And, you know, like that's just, to me, that's, for that to be the way it ends is like, I mean, I know there's a lot of shittier ways to go, but uh, you know, she was a very sweet lady, very anxious, but just very, very anxious about shit that really didn't matter. I mean, she was constantly talking about how she put on weight and I'm like, lady, you're like 84. Like, you know, are you going out trying to get some, like, what are you so concerned with right now about what, you know, are you going to put a bikini on? Um, Maybe she was, but she didn't make it. Um, so anyway, that was just terrible, you know. Very nice lady, fell, messed herself up, and then, you know, hopefully she died instantly on impact. But, you know, the odds are she didn't. The odds are she probably sat there and bled out. Um, terrible. So uh, if you do pray, which I hope you do, obviously keep her in your prayers. Um, the next one was... Uh, the, do y'all remember when I told you about the man that I had to break into his house with the sledgehammer because he'd fallen and hit his head? Um, I'd seen him a couple more times since then. He had had a, multiple more falls. Um, always in such a great, like just a solid mood though. Always joking around, always, you know, and it, I mean, he was just a, an awesome guy. Like I re I enjoyed going to see him and his wife. I enjoyed sitting down and shooting the shit with him like I do most of my patients. Um, anyways, he, he passed away, which is terrible. His wife was like 15, 20 years younger. They've been married a little while. You know, that, that always gets me is when you have people that have been together. Like today I had a, um, a starter care on a patient 
and his wife needed some kind of, his wife was not dying active. I mean, we're all actively dying, but she wasn't like going to die today or next week that I know of. Um, but he was just talking. He was like, you know, it's like when I first met him too, his son or somebody was there and like his sister. And he's just like, you know, we've been married 64 years. And, and then he was trying to say something else and he just started bawling like real heavy, thick tears. And I was kind of like looking around like the fuck is going on right now? I didn't say that, but you know, he, what it was is he just, he knows it's coming and he is terrified that, that he, that she's going to go first. And it's, it's, it's bringing him down like significantly. Um, and they're not religious, so there's no, they don't have anything to look forward to. And they're in there, at least currently, hopefully they get a break when their time comes. But, you know, that it's sad when you just, you think there's nothing else and you just, which is also, if you think there's nothing else, why even try? But, you know, if, if there is absolutely nothing after we die, then, you know, what the fuck does anything matter? Well, I want to make it better for other people. Well, why? Like, it doesn't matter. There's nothing. You're going to be dead. They're going to be dead. And that's it. Why the fuck do you care? Why are we not all just doing whatever the hell we want? Because, you know, in my opinion, there is something afterwards. And uh, I think that it would just be terrible to go out. You'd be thinking that like you're going to lose. You might never see her again. Hopefully he does. Um, who will? I had another person pass away. Uh, this guy, he was like 97. Um, his daughter was like maybe early seventies. And, uh, I even told people at work, she still had a nice figure on her for like 70. I mean, like you could tell she was obviously, you could tell she was 70, but like, if she was just in like some jeans and like a shirt and like was maybe turned away from you or you just like, she was like fully covered, but it was like form fitting. You wouldn't guess 70 at all. Like she was, she had a very nice figure. Um, anyways, I like going over there too. Like that was another, uh, uh, it was a great guy who would constantly pass out during my, when I'm doing his wound care, not pass out, but like fall asleep, you know, he go in there and take a shit in the middle of when I'm trying to do his, his wound care, he'd go to the bathroom and he'd be in there and then fall asleep and, Oh, I forgot I was in here. You know, it was, a, it was uh family was always nice and, um, he's gone now as well. Uh, but good for, good for all three of them. Hopefully they played their cards right. And, uh, this bullshit's over with, and now they're just in perfect health, uh, enjoying, enjoying what we, uh, were promised, right? Um, anyways, uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I'm going to try to get back on a regular once a week schedule. Um, I do have a nurse that I used to work with that, uh, if you saw on the Facebook page, I post, she, she messaged me and, um, she said, you can go and check it. Uh, you know, I got a, I just had a patient check in that's here because he can't wipe his own ass. That's why he was there. Right. And then I was like, kind of like, yep, that's what I'm talking about. But then I was like, well, let me not judge. Maybe they've got an issue. Right. So I texted her back. I said, well, why are they so big? And she was like, because they just don't do shit. Like nothing, no, nothing medical. They just didn't do shit. Checking into the emergency room where your mom or your dad or your brother, or your sister is going to need a bed one day, or you're going to need a bed. You're not going to be able to get a bed one day because somebody who decided to do nothing is going to take it from you. I've seen it happen. It will happen the way we're going in this. I mean, the way this way healthcare is, it's fucking going down the fucking drain. Anyways, 
Um, what I was saying about her is that uh, the, when she heard my the interview, the show with Mister Gray, um, I was just asking her, "Do you enjoy it?" And um, she got a, not testy, but I could tell she didn't like something. And I was like, "Well, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Like if I'm wrong, wrong blah, blah, blah. if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like I'll." And she was like, "Well, it just kind of came off like you know, men are better at everything." And she said a few things, and I was like, "Well, what made you?" So, anyways, I'm very excited. I've convinced her finally to uh, not only because I want to hear from her, you know, viewpoint from a female, a she, a her, um, her perspective on healthcare and what she's seen. Um, but I'd also like to see. Uh, I'd also like to go into some sexist topics. Maybe not sexist, the word. Some topics that she thinks maybe maybe I was a little too off off color on i don't know we'll see should be exciting anyways guys uh once again thanks for joining me um sorry for the the delay uh reach out to me if you have any questions if you got any stories you want to share if you'd like to be on the show uh i i i'm gonna keep saying it i'm gonna try to remember to say every time i would love to talk to physicians or anybody in the medical field anybody who has a story that they want to get out about about what, in their opinion, why they either disagree with me or agree with me. I don't think you're going to get too many people that agree with me, but um, I mean, I, I really want to be able to talk to some doctors. I'd really like to be able to hear what what their stance is on what I'm saying and what what they think they can do about it. Or maybe maybe they think I'm totally full of shit and that nothing I'm saying is correct. Who knows? Um, anyways, if you know anybody, reach out to me. Tell them, reach out to me. Make me shut up if I'm wrong, all right? Uh, once again, thanks for tuning in to the Nurse Man Dan Show. Um, as always, eat well, be well, sleep well. God bless. And thanks again for listening to the Nurse Man Dan Show. If you've enjoyed the show, please like or share. Just share. I don't care about the fucking likes. Share. Share it with everybody. Let's get this information out. Let's motivate some people to do better by themselves, all right? Um, NurseManDan.com. You can find more information there. You can contact me through there. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, the Nurse Man Dan Show um, on Facebook, all right? Take care. Take care.